This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Support for NPR comes from this station and from the Volgenov Foundation, supporting programs that protect the environment, educate children, and promote classical music.
This is From the Top, where outstanding young musicians come to play. I'm your host, pianist Peter Dugan. You just heard pianist Helen Bryan and yours truly perform two movements from Ravel's Mother Goose Suite, as it was originally written, by the way, for four hands on one piano. I'm so excited to be here in Atlanta, Georgia today, where we are collaborating with the Atlanta Music Project, an amazing organization that provides world-class music training to youth in under-resourced communities. And if that wasn't enticing enough to lure you in, then this will surely seal the deal. Alex Lang is in the house. Alex, Welcome back to the program. It's so great to have you. I always look forward to having you on the show, man. Thanks, Peter. Me too. I'm honored to be here today with you and these phenomenal young musicians in this phenomenal space. You may know Alex from his 20-plus year tenure as principal clarinetist at the Phoenix Symphony. He's also a real leader in our field, a speaker, educator, and champion of new and diverse music. Plus, he's got a new position joining the leadership team at Gateways Music Festival, a program that supports professional classical musicians of African descent. We have a great program, wonderful music coming up. But first, let's meet the amazing pianist who started off our program, Helen Bryant, an alum of From the Top, is back with us after four years. She was first on the program just before she went to college. Now she's a graduate. Helen, welcome. It's so great to have you back on the program. Thanks so much for having me again. And Helen, meet Alex Lang. Hi, nice, Hi, to, meet you, nice to meet you, too. <laughs> so uh, you went to the University of Michigan. That's where you just graduated from. Tell us a little bit about your time at the U of M. It was incredibly transformative. Um, going to schools a little bit away from home was refreshing in, in a lot of ways. And I entered as piano performance and mm-hmm. halfway through my undergrad, I also declared a second major in um, musicology. Can you just give us a quick definition of what musicology is? In a couple of words, it is the serious study of music history, at least the branch that I study. It's a sociology and it's also like anthropology and it's history and it's music. It's kind of this big marriage of <laughs> Studying music in every way you you possibly can, (laughs) academically. Yeah, nice. Great. You're a few years further along in your career than most of the young musicians who come on from the top all the time. You're (laughs) now a college grad. Any words of wisdom for some of the other kids on today's program who are, you know, 17, 18, getting ready to make the Mm -hmm. leap to college? It feels like I am still their age, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I'm not trying to make you feel old. No, no, it's okay. Uh, But I would say for me, the best thing that I did was just absorb, 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 listen as much as I could, you know, attend concerts, go to your friends' recitals if they're Mm -hmm. holding recitals. It's really important in this community and this business that we really show up for each other. And I have seen some of the best performances of my life given by my friends at college and yeah I mean it it takes the pressure off in a lot of ways if you kind of go in with this mindset of being like a student and an observer versus like someone that has to constantly prove themselves I know that's Mm, a big issue in music school a lot of Mm -hmm, times and that can kind of creep letting that mindset creep in can sort of stress you out (laughs) right so yeah I think it's I think it's better this way (laughs) wise words Tell us about your plans for the fall. What comes next? So I am moving to Montreal. Mm. I'm going to be starting my graduate studies at the University of Montreal um, with Henry Kramer, who... 
another from the top alum. Yes, I just found out today is another from the top alum. Yeah, um, good friend. <laughs> so that's, that's what's lined up. I'm 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 thrilled. Terrific. Yeah. Great. Well, enjoy your summer. Good luck in the fall and thank you for coming back on the program. Always nice to catch up with alums and I particularly just enjoyed playing that Ravel with you. Four hands <laughs> is such a fun way for pianists to make music together and it was yes, just great. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for having me and for playing with me. <laughs> Helen Bryan, 22-year-old pianist and From the Top alum from Atlanta, Georgia. Next up, we have a really special performance that I'm so excited to hear. Joining us now, a percussionist from Lawrenceville, Georgia. It's 16-year-old An Ho. An, what's up? Welcome to From the Top. Hi. Hey, An. Nice to meet you. An, like we're here in Atlanta, Georgia for the whole episode today. I was wondering, what do you love about the music scene here or anything that you feel is sort of unique to the experience of being a young musician in Atlanta? If I wasn't in Atlanta, I honestly don't think that I would have been exposed to classical music mm. because uh, well, I moved here from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And when I was living in Vietnam, classical music was basically something that just didn't exist in my life. Um, I think being a young musician in Atlanta... It's a different experience from other places because I feel like the culture here is so diverse, mm. especially to where I'm going to school, Council High School. There's a lot of culture there, a lot of people from different backgrounds, immigrants, mm -hmm. and people bring different kind of music into the music scene, if you know what I'm talking about. And even the yeah. interpretation when they play classical music could be different depending on what background they are. So I think that's what makes Atlanta, Georgia so unique in terms of music. I love that. So this idea of like Atlanta as a cultural crossroads and just this musical melting pot. You've got a beautiful piece for us today. Tell us what you're going to play. I am going to play The Spruce by Sibelius. And some of you might know that that's a piano piece. But Erika Daimo, a Japanese composer of marimba, actually rearranged it after she visited Finland and saw the beautiful trees and forests. Um, and she arranged it on the marimba which is made out of wood, so it's fitting. Great. Well, whenever you're ready, you can take it from the top. Thanks, Peter. Thank you. 
16-year-old An Ho on the marimba from Lawrenceville, Georgia, performed The Spruce by Sibelius uh, on marimba, of course, arranged for that instrument by Erico Daimo. And An is one of our Jack Kent Cook young artists. I'm Peter Dugan, here with my co-host Alex Lang. Uh, just so loved that performance. Mm-hmm. We play with so much intention, right? So it's just clear to me as a listener, like where it's going, I can follow the story. Right. And so the way you use the sort of the reverberance of the instrument as part of your interpretation was really, um, really captivating for me. Thank you. So, on how did you get started in percussion? I got started in percussion around middle school when my brother persuaded me to join the band instead of the orchestra because I always thought that playing violin was cool or playing the piano was cool. But he was like, no, 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 no. You can play the drum set. That looks a lot cooler too. And I'm gonna be honest, at first, um, he said that I would get girls if I played the drums. So <laughs> that's that's why I went into it. Um, I had to audition obviously to try out for the instrument. And something that I thought really helped me was I spent an awful lot of time in Vietnam playing a lot of rhythm game. Mm. It's, it's called Osu. Mm. It's like it's like a computer game. A computer game, mm. uh-huh. It's, you have a mouse and then you aim at like a bunch of circles and sliders and you tap to the rhythm. Mm. Ah. And so I always said like, oh man, I got started in percussion because maybe I was good at that rhythm game or mm-hmm. something, you know, yeah. you know, kind of correlation. No, I'm, I'm sure that had an impact for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so did it work? Did you, did you get the girl? Yes, I did. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> everyone go learn a musical instrument. All right. <laughs> Once you got into percussion, you know, largely thanks to your brother, um, I know you've said that studying music sort of changed your life for the better, and it was a really positive impact on your development. Talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. I think music had a huge impact on my life in every aspect, because when I started to pursue music, there was a reason to wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. There's a motivation to try harder, to work harder, be better, Um, and that gave me a new life Mm. almost because before I kind of felt like I didn't know what I was doing Mm -hmm. and that's just something that I didn't really feel good about. Mm. Mm. Curious if you could just speak to what what it was like for you when you first came to this country. Coming from Vietnam to America was a very tough transition for my family. You know my parents they have to sacrifice everything they knew so my brother and I could get a better education in America so obviously that has put a lot of stress on them. I would say that it did help me musically hmm. because I always wanted to prove to my parents that their decision in moving to America was not wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, achieving higher things, showing mm-hmm. them that, hey, I'm, I'm successful. Mm-hmm. You know, you made the right choice in coming to America. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my main internal motivation that keeps me going in school and music. Mm-hmm. And on, it's really nice to have you on the program Love your spirit. Love your musicianship. Uh, Thanks for spending time with us. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, thanks, An. 16-year-old percussionist An Ho from Lawrenceville, Georgia. Support for NPR comes from this station and from BritBox with Season 2 of The Tower, starring Gemma Whalen. This and more police dramas, including Line of Duty and The Responder, starring Martin Freeman. Streaming at BritBox.com slash NPR. And from Apple Music with Apple Music Classical, a new app designed for classical music that also enables listeners to Shazam nearby pieces and find them in the app. Included with select Apple Music subscriptions, now in the App Store. This is NPR.
If you're just joining us, this is From the Top. I'm Peter Dugan, here with my co-host today, Alex Lang. We are about to be joined by a tremendous young cellist from the Atlanta Music Project, our hosts and collaborators on today's episode. Alex, how has it been being here? I mean, being here in Atlanta is really special for me. You know, it's a center of black history and black culture, so that's really satisfying to me personally and professionally and artistically. And I can't wait to share this project. You know, working with young people is one of my favorite things. And I also yeah. really love sort of to be in a reciprocal relationship with them where I'm both learning from them and offering them what I have to offer. We've certainly already been learning so much. And Sage has just walked in the door. Hey, Sage, welcome to From the Top. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure to have you. And now your full name is Sage May Lima Jeffries. Is that right? That's actually an abbreviation of my name. I have six names. So my full name is Sage May Anaya Jabari Lima Jeffries. And all of my names are special to me, but I have to kind of shorten it for paperwork and stuff, you know. Uh-huh. So I go by Sage May Lima Jeffries. Sage means wise. May is my great-grandmother's name. And Lima is my father's name. He's from Guatemala. And then Jeffries is my mom's name. Wow, it's beautiful. And you and I are going to be performing a beautiful piece. Uh, What do you have for us? Today I will be performing Sicilian by Maria Teresa von Paradis. Great. Let's take it from the top. All right. Thank you. 
16-year-old cellist Sage May Lima Jeffries performed the Sicilian in E-flat by Maria Theresia von Paradis. Uh, I'm Peter Dugan. I was at the piano joining Sage. That's such a special little piece written by one of Mozart's very dear friends. She's not all that well known, but this piece does get played a bit because it's such a gem. And you really uh, made it sing in, in a very intimate and, and beautiful way. That was great, Sage. Thank you. Thank yeah, really you. beautiful. Such a singing sound. Such a, just, as you said, just a gem of a piece. It really yeah. is. Can you talk a little bit about what AMP, the program, has meant to you and, and why it's such a special place? AMP is a special place to me because it's where I got my start mm-hmm. and where I've been presented with so many opportunities, such as this one. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever would have learned the cello had it not been for AMP or been exposed to classical music as a whole, be it a player or a listener. Mm-hmm. So I've heard you're also interested in composing. And can you tell us anything that you're doing in that area with composition and making your own stuff? So I've been writing songs. And then a few months ago, I arranged slash transcribed a piece for a show that we had here at AMP Hip Hop and R&B Night, which I hosted and performed in. Mm. Um, It was Fly Love by Jamie Foxx from the movie Rio for a viola, but sadly he wasn't able to make it to the show, but it was Hmm. still a great learning experience for me, learning a whole new clef. Alto clef is foreign to me, but I was ready to dive in headfirst. It's exciting to us to hear that you're getting you know, interested in composition and arranging and learning those skills. Alex and I are both people who love to experiment, try new things, take pieces of music and reimagine them. Uh, it's something we've both done a lot of. Yeah. What if, what if we did something maybe together, all three of us, maybe some reimagining of this Sicilian? Do you, um, Sage, do you have any ideas of like some different stuff we might be able to do with this? Ooh, that sounds really fun. Maybe we could do sort of like a bossa nova type beat with like some drums and improvising over the top something like that would be really cool really it fun sounds great yeah, so I'm here for it. let's, let's just it. let's just take this piece again written over 200 years ago and, and sort of reimagine it for the current moment let's do it let's play it let's go
Sage, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank Thanks you, for Sage. jamming with us. Thank you. 17-year-old cellist Sage May Lima Jeffries from Atlanta, Georgia. What an inspiring young musician to yeah, me, huh, Alex? Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the things I love about having you on the program is getting a chance to play just the two of us and getting to find out what repertoire you're excited about. And I think we're going to play together something now. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a thrill for me. It's one of the things I look to as well, Peter. So today I've brought um, a piece by Jesse Montgomery. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called Peace, P-E-A-C-E. -E. Right. Uh, she wrote this in the very first part of the global experience we all had around the COVID virus. Um, she published it in, I think, May of 2020. And uh, it's an interesting concept. She's talking about making peace with sadness mm -hmm. and accepting it as a part of uh, her human life and, and the human condition. So, yeah. Peace by Jesse Montgomery. I've just started working on it. This will be my first time actually performing it. Uh, we'll be with you, Peter. Mine too. Yeah. Let's do this maiden voyage together. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
You heard Peace by composer Jesse Montgomery, performed by my co-host today, clarinetist Alex Lang, with me, Peter Dugan, at the piano. We have to take a quick break now, but please don't go away. When we come back, a 17-year-old flutist who is part of an Eastern European folk orchestra performs an aria from Tchaikovsky's Eugene Onegin, and we'll hear from the Atlanta Music Project's Senior Youth Choir. You're listening to From the Top, and I'm pianist Peter Dugan. Did you know that From the Top posts short, beautiful videos of our young musicians every day? The series is called Daily Joy. Treat yourself to youthful inspiration daily. Sign up at fromthetop.org. Support for NPR comes from this station and from the Jack Kent Cooke Foundation, providing scholarships to high-achieving students with financial need. jkcf.org. From Dignity Memorial, helping families plan life celebrations now so their loved ones are protected later, because nobody should have to plan for a loss while they're experiencing one. Learn more at dignitymemorial.com. And from the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation at rwjf.org. Welcome back to From the Top, where outstanding young musicians come to play. I'm your host, pianist Peter Dugan. So grateful to be here with you today, folks, this week and every week. Thanks to the generosity of Susan and Gerald Slavitt. I'm joined this week by my friend and co-host, Alex Lang. We are in Atlanta, Georgia, playing and talking with some pretty exceptional young musicians and learning all about the Atlanta Music Project. And our next young musician is actually getting set up right now. Her flute is in hand. This is 17-year-old Sasha Tarasenko from Norcross, Georgia. Sasha, hi. Welcome to From the Top. Hi. So glad to be here. What are we going to be playing together? So we will be playing Lenski's aria from Tchaikovsky's opera Eugene Wonjin, or in Russian, Yevgen Lanyagin. And this is actually arranged for us by Guy Bronstein. And I'm super excited to be playing it. And Sasha, why did you choose this piece? You know, tell me a little bit what, what draws you to it. Yeah, so I remember when I first played it in my home, uh, my mom came racing to my room and she just started singing along with it. And, you know, that's when I knew that I would have a personal connection with this piece. Mm. Mm. Great. Well, why don't you and I take it from the top? Awesome. Let's do it. Thank you. 
17-year-old flutist Sasha Tarasenko from Norcross, Georgia, performed Lenski's aria by Tchaikovsky from his opera Eugene Onegin. I'm Peter Dugan. I was at the piano, just mesmerized by your sound, your pacing, and the drama you brought to that performance. Bravo. Thank you so much. Bravo. I mean, the way that you just played so fearlessly and so expressively, uh, that's really a gift, and I hope you hold on to it. Thank you so much. I'm excited to get into your involvement in an Eastern European folk orchestra, since I know you're the youngest member by at least one generation of that (laughs) ensemble, and it just sounds fascinating. But before we go there, can we first talk about a research paper that you're getting published? I mean, as a high school student, this is a huge deal. Um, Congratulations. And uh, talk to us a little bit about the the topic of the the paper and, and how it all came about. Yeah. Um, So on top of being a musician, I also love numbers. Um, It's something that I grew up with and was fascinated by. And I got to actually combine my love for numbers and music by um, doing research on the orchestral music community. So this paper was a sociological paper that focused on discrimination and representation within classical and orchestral music ensembles. And what it focused on was viewing how the representation of ethnicity and race and gender and income, how those factors differed in orchestras than the regular US population. I found that black and Latino musicians were underrepresented, females were underrepresented, and people of low income were represented. And, you know, this is not new, but, I think it was really important to have this research paper because it really put numbers to something that we see all the time. A lot of times we focus on who's not in the hall or who's not on the stage and then imagine how they are injured by not being there because we think this music is great and, and it is and, and you know everyone should be participating in it. But we should also look at like how is our experience as the people in the hall or on the stage being diminished by the lack of diversity in this space, right? How are we poor for the absence of of these people? So I think that um, that's an important way also to to look at this. Yeah. And where is the paper being published? It's being published in the International Journal for High School Research. Cool. Well, congrats. Thank you so much. So I'm really interested in the work that you do in this Eastern European folk orchestra Totally fascinated by it. Give me some context and tell me how you got involved and what it means to you. Um, one of the things that I like about um, Atlanta is that it's a very diverse community, but, you know, 
Um, compared to other immigrant populations, there isn't really a big Russian population. You know, there's no place that we all convene. But for me, that place became the Atlanta Balalaika Society Orchestra. And I grew up actually going to the concerts. And when I started playing the flute, I actually asked if I could join. And they wow. said yes. Mm. Can you play a little bit of folk flute for us? Sure. Beautiful. Can you maybe speak to what you've learned that's either surprising or interesting or anything that you've gotten out of this experience? Yeah, well, I want to start off on a funny note. And I want to say that those youth orchestra directors that tell you that professional and older musicians don't talk during rehearsal, that's not true. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, it's very easy to see older people as somebody that's very different from you. Mm -hmm. But there were many times where I would bond with these um, older people in ways that I would have never imagined. And mm -hmm. a lot of the times it was over our common culture in that, mm -hmm. you know, we're both Eastern European and we're both here together commemorating that part of our culture mm -hmm. together with this music. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that ensemble really helped me show that um, age is not as divisive as it seems. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Sasha, thank you so much for teaching us, sharing this folk music with us, and also for your beautiful performance. It's been great getting to know you and great having you on the show. Thank you so much. 17-year-old flutist Sasha Tarasenko from Norcross, Georgia. Well, Alex, I've been waiting for this choir all day, and now here we are, about to hear them perform. It's really exciting to be here in Atlanta with you, man. You've been such a wonderful co-host as always today, and getting to hear these exceptional young musicians and to collaborate with the Atlanta Music Project, which is an organization that's doing such important work in this community, it's just wonderful. Yeah, Peter, it's been incredible, and I've enjoyed these young people's music so, so much. But mm -hmm. i got to say, maybe more importantly, I've really loved getting to know them as great human beings with so much passion for what they are doing. You know, they're yeah. young people who want to contribute to their communities in deep and meaningful ways. Uh, but like you, I can't wait to hear this choir. I agree. Let's hear this music. This is the Senior Youth Choir of the Atlanta Music Project under the direction of Dr. B.E. Boykin, performing We Shall Walk Through the Valley, arranged by Marquise L.A. Garrett.
You heard the Senior Youth Choir from the Atlanta Music Project, directed by Dr. B.E. Boykin, perform We Shall Walk Through the Valley, arranged for choir by Marquise L.A. Garrett. Our soloists were Janae McCoy, Jessica Macharia, Neela Bell, and Destiny Sutton. Neela and Destiny are with us at the mics right now, along with my co-host, Alex Lang. Mm. Um, that was such a moving performance. You all sang it with such heart, you know, um, and the, the, the words of, this, of the song really came to life. Absolutely. And let me just say, from a musical perspective, not an easy tune. And you guys just did it so masterfully. Really, really impressive. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what it's like singing those really close-knit chords. Um, well, for me, it's a lot of work because you have to really make sure that you know your part because there's a lot of cluster chords and mm -hmm. there's somebody literally singing the, a note a half step above yours, so you really have to be sure in what your note is or else it can get yeah. <laughs> kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> I understand you both take voice lessons. In addition to singing in the choir, you take voice lessons mm -hmm. on your own at AMP Academy. Can you tell me a little bit about what the Academy is and does and how it supports your endeavors. And Neela, why don't you answer first? Um, so basically, AMP Academy is a program for really dedicated students in AMP. So, you know, of course, you have to come to the AMP Center more often for your voice lessons and you have more music to learn. And you have a voice teacher and you basically work on your pieces and like, you know, whatever skills that, that you need to, you know, hone in on as well. So, mm. yeah. What about you, Destiny? AMP Academy is really fun because alongside learning more pieces and being able to test the waters with everything that you can do, there are also some really, really meaningful and deep conversations that go down with you and your voice teacher. Mm -hmm. My voice teacher is Mr. Martin, and he's also a creative himself. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we both create music and like compose music and put stuff together, mm -hmm. just being able to talk to him about some of the things that I need to work on or some of the things I'm not sure about, it's really nice. I was wondering, would you say that AMP has kind of helped inspire you to want to pursue a career in music? Absolutely. I think AMP has showed me the importance of musical theory and why I should probably get my life together before I go to college. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think you're well on your way, but please. <laughs> yeah, because not only is it a family, but we just learn so much and they pour so much into us. And there's mm. so many people that do so many things just to help us, like, there's different teams for absolutely everything that we could possibly need for music. Mm. And they're mm. pouring into us during the school year and during summertime. Wow, that's mm. great. AMP has definitely um, inspired me to pursue a career in music because they really opened like my door up to like different styles of music because mm -hmm. I started like in like sixth grade for summer series, but I wasn't singing like classical music or art songs, stuff like that. Like I was just kind of, you know, freestyling it you could yeah, say yeah. but um now I'm like seeing Italian arias and mm -hmm. so I'm I'm even considering you know having a career in that specific style of music too which is something I didn't think I would consider so mm, yeah. yeah it's really opened my horizons to different things and possibilities mm. it has been really great to get to know you two and to hear your choir perform just an honor for us to have you on the show. So thank you so much for your time and for being with us. Absolutely. Thanks for hosting us here. AMP has been just so welcoming and inspiring and loving. So just thanks for the time here and 
You know, congrats to you and the choir for just all the amazing work you're doing. Thank you so much for yes. coming. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Destiny Sutton and Neela Bell, both members of this senior youth choir for the Atlanta Music Project here in Atlanta, Georgia. And now for a special bonus piece, we're going to bring back 17-year-old flutist Sasha Tarasenko, who we met earlier on the program, to perform together, all three of us, Alex Lang, me, and Sasha. Sasha, what are we going to do? So we're going to be playing a tune called Tumbalalaika, which means strum that balalaika. (laughs) So this song is basically like a riddle, and it's about um, a boy and a girl trying to find love. And um, they end up finding each other in the end. So this is a song about love and just searching for it and having fun along the way. And let's have fun along that way. Yes. I'm here for it. I'm just buzzing after the day we've had meeting all of these young people. How are you feeling? What's the experience been like for you? Yeah, the same. I feel like, you know, my tank has really been replenished. It's really just left me feeling great and uh, excited to make music. Yeah, I think we're pretty lucky to get to do what we do. 100%. 100%. That's our show for today, everybody. A big thank you to the Atlanta Music Project for being an excellent collaborator with From the Top. And thanks to all of you listening at home or in the car or while tuning up your balalaika. Thanks for spending this time with us. I'm your host, pianist Peter Dugan. Please join me next week, and we'll take it from the top. A special thanks this week to Brianna Johnson, Amber Smith, Duran Bailey, Aisha Moody, and Dante Rameau at the Atlanta Music Project. From the Top is produced by Megan Swan and Jessica Tickton. Sound design and music editing by John Escobar with editing and mastering by Rodrigo Cuenca. Our production manager is Amanda Roth. From the Top's executive director is Gretchen Nielsen. 
From the Top is an independent nonprofit organization based in Boston. If you'd like to appear on our program, apply online at fromthetop.org. From the Top is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov. Support for NPR comes from this station and from the Massachusetts Cultural Council, a state agency connecting young people with the arts in schools and in their communities. Learn more at massculturalcouncil.org. From BritBox, with the latest season of Father Brown, Season 10. This and more mysteries following unofficial detectives, including Miss Marple and Jonathan Creek, streaming at BritBox.com NPR. And from listeners like you, who donate to this NPR station. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You know, while From the Top is distributed by NPR, it isn't owned by NPR. It's an independent nonprofit, and so we have to do our own fundraising to make it happen. Please consider making a donation to our ongoing entertainment and education programs at fromthetop.org. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Lagunitas Brewing Company, challenging the status quo and crafting stories along the way. Featuring a wide range of innovative craft brews and non-alcoholic options, it's good to have friends. Learn more at Lagunitas.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wild Card wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.